You're listening, listening to, to, Bible. to Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Welcome back to Bible Plus, everybody. Today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5, an epic chapter, and we've Invited Isai into the studio to break it down for us. Let's tune in. Hello, and welcome to today's Bible Plus podcast of Matthew 5. In our previous podcast, we saw that the gospel of Matthew is the gospel of the kingdom, and it presents Christ as the king, a descendant of King David, and rightful heir to the throne. And as such a one, Jesus Christ has come to save his people from their sins. So praise the Lord, he is our King Savior. From yesterday's Bible reading of Matthew 4 and the podcast, we saw that after being tested and qualified to be the King Savior, the Lord Jesus initiated his ministry by going to the Sea of Galilee and proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. After proclaiming this, the Lord came to call Peter and Andrew and then James and John to follow him. As they followed the Lord, the Lord Jesus continued his ministry. In Matthew 4.23, it tells us, And Jesus went about in all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. It is with this matter of the kingdom that I would like to share with you what is the kingdom of the heavens and how does it apply to us, his followers. But a few points before getting into Matthew 5, I'd like to first uh, bring up this matter. I would like to first ask, what is the real meaning of the kingdom? A kingdom is a rule, that is, a government. And in the kingdom of God, it simply means the rule and government of God. From eternity past to eternity future, God is the king in the entire universe. And as such a one, he is the sovereign, almighty ruler of the whole universe. However, due to Satan's rebellion and the fall and rebellion of man, the ruling and government of God has been greatly interrupted. By the time the Lord Jesus came to the earth at his incarnation, nearly the whole earth was the kingdom of the earth controlled by Satan with man. When the Lord Jesus came to the earth, he came to work out God's intention of bringing his kingdom into this world by proclaiming and teaching the good news of the kingdom. Again, God's intention is to have the earth controlled by the heavens. And it is for this reason that he brought his called people to follow him and be brought under his heavenly rule. Therefore, the Lord Jesus came to bring the earth under the rule of the kingdom of the heavens. The second thing I would like to uh, share is that in coming to Matthew 5, we must include chapters 6 and 7 because Collectively, these three chapters is one long speaking given by the Lord Jesus to his disciples on top of a mountain. Many Bible teachers and Christians often identify Matthew 5 through 7 
as the Sermon on the Mount, or also as the Lord's Beatitudes. However, uh, today I would like to identify these chapters from the angle of the kingdom of God, and that is as the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens. This is a term that is uh, we usually think uh, of in the context of a nation or a government. So we may be asking ourselves, why are we applying it in this way? Well, here in Matthew, the gospel of the kingdom, Christ is the king and his people, the church, are his kingdom in which he rules and reigns in them and over them in the way of life. As such, his kingdom needs a constitution to be decreed for his people to come under his ruling and interrelate with one another in a way that is according to the divine life. Therefore, I like to apply this matter of the constitution to the kingdom of the heavens because first, it is a kingdom and second, any kind of government or any kind of kingdom needs a constitution. Without the constitution, people do not know how to interrelate with each other and much less know the real meaning of living in such a collective or corporate way. So in these three chapters, the word spoken by the new king as the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens, what we see is a revelation of the spiritual living and heavenly principles of the kingdom of the heavens. So now I'd like to get into a little bit of Matthew 5 verses 1 through 3. And I'll have a further comment for the rest of the chapter. So the first thing that I'd like to mention is what is the significance of the mountain in Matthew 5.1? Here it says, And seeing the crowds, he went up into the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. In Matthew 4, we see that the Lord called his followers by the seashore of Galilee. But in Matthew 5.2, we see that the Lord Jesus went up into the mountain to give his disciples, and not the crowds, the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens. Here it is very meaningful that the Lord spoke to his disciples this matter of the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens upon a mountain. In the Bible, the sea signifies the Satan-corrupted world, and a mountain signifies the kingdom of God. For example, in Daniel 2, 34-35, we see the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had was that of a stone cut without hands, broke the image into pieces, and became a great mountain that filled the whole earth. But in Daniel 2.44, we see that this mountain is the kingdom of God. So here in Matthew 5.1, the mountain signifies the kingdom of the heavens. In our experience, when we were caught by the Lord, we were in the Satan-corrupted world, endeavoring to simply make a living for ourselves. But after the Lord called us and called us, He led us up to a high mountain to hear His word concerning the kingdom of the heavens. Also in our experience, what does it mean to be brought up to the mountain? It signifies that if we would listen to the Lord's decree of the, of the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens, 
We must not stay on a low plane, but climb up a high mountain. We must be on a high level to hear him or hear his word of the kingdom of the heavens. To follow the Lord may be a rather easy matter, but to listen to the Lord's word of the kingdom for the establishment of the kingdom of the heavens requires that we climb up to the top of a high mountain. Another matter that I'd like to mention here in Matthew 5 is in verse 3. Here we see that if the kingdom of the heavens is to be ours, there is a condition that must be met. This verse says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. So what does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means not only to be humble, but also to be emptied in our spirit, not holding on to any old concepts or knowledge or experiences, but be unloaded to receive the new things of the kingdom of the heavens. Also, we must connect the Lord's word in Matthew 4.17 with Matthew 5.3. In verse 17, it says, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. But here in Matthew 5.3, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. So to repent means to have a change of mind. And it is with a, such a changed mind regarding the kingdom of the heavens that provides a gateway for us to enter into the kingdom and for the kingdom to enter into us. However, the mind is not the receiver, but only the gateway. The receiver is our human spirit. The mind that has turned is the gateway through which the kingdom of the heavens comes into us. But when the kingdom comes in, it is implanted in our spirit. It is in our spirit, not our mind, that receives the kingdom and retains it. Therefore, our spirit is the receiver and container of the kingdom of the heavens. Also, the predicate in verse 3 is not future tense, but present tense. This verse does not say theirs will be the kingdom of the heavens. Rather, it says theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. When you open from the depths of your being, that is from your spirit, and unload yourself and empty your spirit, the king as the life-giving spirit will enter in through the gateway of your repentant mind and come into your spirit to be your king with the kingdom. From then on, the kingdom is within you and the kingdom of the heavens is yours. This is the salvation according to the gospel of Matthew and in the whole New Testament. We also need to uh, give heed to the Lord's word about being poured in our spirit and say, Lord, unload me, empty my spirit. I don't want to store anything in my spirit. Lord, I want the full capacity in my spirit to be available to you. Those who are poor in spirit are blessed because the kingdom of the heavens is theirs. And lastly, please note that as we read through Matthew 5 through 7, what we see is a revelation of the spiritual living and heavenly principles of the kingdom of the heavens. The spiritual living and heavenly principles belong to us who are poor in spirit, who are pure in heart, who are meek, who are whose righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, and who do the will of God. Whoever lives in such a way is in the kingdom of the heavens, and the kingdom of the heavens is theirs. 
When we are poor in spirit and pure in heart, the kingdom is ours. This means that we are in the kingdom now and we are under the ruling of the kingdom of the heavens now. Praise the Lord for Matthew 5 through 7. Enjoy the rest of your day.